everyone. Welcome back to Water, Water Everywhere, everyone's favorite podcast about the universe's most unique substance, water. <laughs> I'm Lila, a lover of all things salty and swimmy. And I'm Carly, a lover of all things fresh and floaty. Uh, thanks for tuning in and dealing <laughs> with our puns about water. <laughs> Alliteration. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Plenty of puns too, though. <laughs> Couple of freaking nerds, huh? Today's episode is on the long-standing tradition of dolphin hunting and whaling in the Faroe Islands. Carly and I get into culture versus ecology, um, and it's a pretty complex and interesting issue. So let's dive in and uh, get wet. Hey, girls. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I, well, I heard someone pounding, like, away in the building, and it, you can just feel it. Oh. Uh, it scared me. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, hey, Lyles. Hey. Do you call me Lyles? I, I remember. I don't know if I ever call it to your face, but, like... Do you ever do this where you make nicknames for people in your head and, like, you don't actually say them out loud? Yes. (laughs) Okay. For you, it was Courtney for a long time. Also, Carly Carly Barley. um, Barley. I don't really ever call you, but that is who you are in my head. I love it. I love it. Does anyone call you that? Is that just me? I think literally one time in elementary school, someone called me that, which is so weird. Yeah. That's the last time I heard it. Wow. Okay. Love it, Harley though. Harley Barley. Harley Barley. Speaking of barley, <laughs> welcome to fall. <laughs> welcome to fall. Happy October. I love October. Oh, Harley, my God. Harley, it's your, your first fall in the Northeast. Oh, so, yeah. Today, I was walking and driving, and I had to keep stopping to take pictures. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. This is so crazy. <laughs> it's so freaking beautiful. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, do you know what else is good about October, though? What else is good about October? (laughs) Uh, Your birthday, and then my my birthday. Your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Just two Libras. A couple of Libras. Listen to podcast, Carly. How old will you be on this next birthday? Oh, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yeah. Bow, bow, bow. That's a good uh, age. Yeah. I like 28. Is it? It's even. Yeah. I like even numbers. Yeah. I usually like being an odd number, but the oh. next birthday, your next birthday is 29, and that's a prime number, and that feels pretty exciting. Oh. Yeah. But 28's good. Yeah. 28's Eight good. Times three, six times four. It's good. Yeah. I like that. I like it that it's yeah. even. And you're going to be 25. No. Wait. You have to edit out when I said eight times three, six times four, because it's four. <laughs> okay. You can't leave that in there. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yes, my birthday. Is... <laughs> yes, my birthday is this Thursday. Today is Tuesday. I'm very excited. It's the seventh for all you twins out there, and yes. uh, I'll be 25. A quarter. Yeah. yeah, quarter. It's a big one. It I is. Like. I think I it's know. a big one. It's an odd number, so I'm happy about it. It's also a multiple of five, which I really like. 
I liked being 25. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty ready. I feel like, you know, it feels like know. you're like, okay, you can't really say you're in your early 20s anymore. I can't. I'm not in my early 20s. <laughs> I'm in my mid 20s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. 24 was lame-o. 25. <laughs> here it comes. Oh my god. Wait, so yeah. your rising is in Leo? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're both Libras. That makes sense. My moon and my rising are both in Leo. <laughs> That's funny. Um, which I think makes a lot of sense because I think either your moon or your rising, one is how you see yourself and the other one is how people perceive you. And I feel like those are Leo for both of me wholeheartedly. Although I was getting my hair done the other day and someone said, oh, you're a Libra. That's why you're so cute. And I was like, is it? I don't know. Is that why? <laughs> Libras and Leos like get along so well because like Leos are just so outgoing and like to be a Libra like you want it at least for me it's like I want to be really outgoing but when I'm with a Leo it's a lot easier it feels like they can like take the lead and then I don't feel so anxious at least like that's how all my Leo friends are it's like it's a lot of fun yeah 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 I I feel that at the end of the day I am a Libra and so I am ever so slightly introverted but yeah I think I act a lot like a Leo but also I don't know if I believe in any of this but it's just fun (laughs) it's a good time it's It's a a good time it's a good time I love to be real the silly um like Instagram memes of like yeah (laughs) (laughs) what it's like to be a Libra or like they're so fucking stupid and I love it (laughs) or uh co-star you want co-star yeah our friend I love co-star um Chloe got us got me into that I don't know about you she told me about oh Chloe yeah told you about co-star yeah years ago Mm -hmm. no I only recently got on it but I just like the do's and don'ts for the day it'll be like (sighs) do hammocks Oh. Testing the water. What? Testing like the water? Random. And then don'ts will be like standing in line. like. <laughs> but it'll be like metaphysical things too. I don't know. It's pretty fun. Oh, I Do you that. know what your rising or moon is? Yeah, are? my rising is Gemini. I see that. And yeah. And then I don't know what the, what the moon. I think my moon was, um, I almost want to say Scorpio. No, 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 no. No, listen, bitch. Okay. <laughs> <You're> listen. <laughs> me right now um (laughs) I always get this mixed up my rising is Aquarius and then my moon is Gemini oh okay yes okay I also see Aquarius for you and like your maturity see what I mean though you just said that you could see Gemini and then it turned out I was Aquarius so it's like yeah but Gemini also I can see them all I I couldn't see Scorpio no but like if we're being real i'm so sorry everyone i could make my, a case my dog yeah, is barking Eleanor. please okay. okay okay and we are back okay <laughs> dog intermission uh anyway <laughs> what's new anything new um dear god i don't remember <laughs> okay cool uh, you go first okay <laughs> Uh, I just have, like, a lot of things coming up on the horizon. Mm. My brother is getting married at yes. the end of October on Halloween. So I am going in costume um, as a pirate because I feel like my family will get a kick out of that because I'm a captain. Yes. You know? It'll be cute. And then uh, in November, 
November 1st, I'm no, not November 1st, excuse me. November 10th, I am flying out to the Caribbean to be on a boat until January. Wow. Boo. I know. Lame. So lame. Sorry. So, I don't know what we're going to do with that. Offshore. Yeah. Offshore. (laughs) Offshore. Literally offshore. Sans Wi-Fi. Oh, God. (laughs) No, it's great. It's great. I love my job. (laughs) No, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Do you think of anything new for I you? did. I'm oh, going home for my birthday. Shut up. Yeah. That's and, not fair. And guess who's watching my dog? Who is watching? Your parents. <laughs> Get out of here. They're going like, to walk. They're going to, no, they're not going to pick up her poop. Are they? I don't know. Are they? <laughs> you maybe want to talk to them about that. <laughs> well, where, where are they going to put it? Where do they want it to go? Well, they've got to take her on walk, right? They're just I watching know. Eleanor. Yeah. I asked kids. and they said yes. So I want to be clear. My dad will love your dog. My uh-huh. mom will be fine with Eleanor. Uh-huh. She, she probably thinks she's cute. Um, yeah. The one reason that they always, always say about not getting a dog, besides the fact that they just like don't want to put in the effort, is that they don't want to pick up the poop. So oh. maybe they'll do it for you. They might do it for you. I mean, they, they don't They don't that. have to do it. It's their neighborhood. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. You're staying at at my house? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can't make your parents come here like twice a day. <laughs> and then just like, I don't know, fucking around with you in Vegas is like my favorite thing it's ever. so much fun and like no yeah. one's ever a- appreciated it as much as you have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I love it there. Lila loves that you can see the stratosphere from almost anywhere. <laughs> You can see the stratosphere. Guys, I don't know if you knew this, but the stratosphere has rides at the top of it. And you can see those rides from very far away. And it's very exciting. Yes, we're so excited about it. Oh, man, we still have never gone. I know. I know. It's okay. We'll Next get time. there. As, it's nice news that you're going back because that means you could visit and then I could visit you while you're visiting, you know? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Are you going to see like Lucy and Courtney? They're and- all coming down from, from Reno. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I know. What a treat. I know. Wow. Too, and Audrey. Too blessed to be stressed. Yep. Yeah. My mama. Too to be <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. En- enough. God. It's been a long intro. Oh, I know. I apologize what? to the loyal listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for getting through that, folks. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll edit it and it won't be so long who knows, who knows? <laughs> maybe carly will edit it i'm saying we like i have anything to do with that <laughs> <laughs> okay carly okay today it's a me day i'm gonna talk about an issue that's been all over the news lately or like a month ago it was it was a pretty hot topic um and it's the Faroe Islands tradition of hunting and killing whales and dolphins. Uh, and it got a lot of attention this year because there's been more Atlantic white-sided dolphins like slaughtered this year than pretty much ever before. People are saying it is the, um, the, the largest cetacean hunting event ever, potentially ever, like recorded. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Have you heard about it? Do you have thoughts about it? Yes. Um... I like, well, so I heard about it. Like I saw an article breeze through it a little, you know, whatever. I don't ever read full articles. It's like a 
bad sure. thing that I do. But yeah. my, yeah, you know, I've heard about this before, and like, I guess I have mixed feelings about it. Like, it's really freaking sad, and it upsets me. But at the same time, like, how long has that been going on for? You know, like thousands of years, like tradition in those like like indigenous communities where like that's their livelihood that's you know that's but it's a big fucking bummer at the same time so <laughs> no folks yeah big fucking bummer yeah. yeah 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 good thoughts great great points there especially because i just before i get into this i just i want to like highlight a few things right uh-huh. and uh before i like start talking about it First and foremost, I am a scientist, right? My degree is in marine science. I know a lot about whales and dolphins from the science perspective. Um, so I can explain things like ecology uh, and how events like these might affect the environment and things like that. And sort of like from the scientific environmentalist point of view. Um, however, it's not, and it will never be my place to tell a group of people that their traditions, customs, or culture is wrong. And that's not my plan today. Mm-hmm. Um, science very often I feel like does not consider cultural traditions um, and I think that those are just as important in some ways yeah well said thank you uh, <laughs> talk about a lot this used to come up a lot when I taught kids about like sharks and stuff mm-hmm. um, and then dolphins are what we call in the world of environmental protection um, we call them charismatic megafauna right so they're big and cute and humans like them um, other things like this might be like sea turtles or seals or monkeys or other types of whales. Um, and this story gets a lot of attention because of that, right? It's really right at the forefront of what humans are interested in. Um, it doesn't say, it doesn't mean that like dolphins are not worth saving quite the opposite. Dolphins are super important. Um, but it's just something to think about keeping in the back of your mind, I guess, as we get into this, I feel like no one, uh, there's not enough love for the lobsters out there, you know, or the small bugs that are actually large pillars of our ecosystem. Yes, yes, All yes, right. yes, yes. <laughs> Finally, let's get into it. All right, so um, this is obviously uh, like, uh, nope, hold on. <clears throat> All right, so this is obviously, uh, we're looking into whaling today. So I just want to get kind of into the history of whaling Can a I, little bit. Very sorry to inter- interrupt no, you're at good. the top. What's up? Is there a term for dolphining or is it considered whaling yeah i don't know is that different sure no i love that um so yeah and this is this is one of those tricky things that scientists love to argue about dolphins and whales what is the difference Mm -hmm. um there's two types of whales out there right and then you you get the baleen whales which have like that feathery sort of teeth like a humpback or a blue whale has that sort of thing and then toothed whales which have teeth right and Uh then dolphins are within the toothed whale category okay so dolphins are whales you could think of a dolphin as a very small whale, okay. right? And then people were like, well, what makes a whale a whale? And there's been some arguments about that. Whales, people have decided, have to be very large. And that's kind of it. Okay. Um, some people have said it has to be 12 feet or longer to be considered a whale. Um, but if you didn't know, killer whales are dolphins. Mm-hmm. Killer whales are in the dolphin family. So, But they're 30 feet long. Who's to say they're not whales? You know, the Killer whales don't care. Um, <laughs> it's something that people love to argue about. I generally will say dolphins. Are, are just like small whales. Okay. Know. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on your side. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> um, people love to argue about it though. Anyway. So whaling is obviously the hunting and killing of whales for their meat, uh, their oil, their bones, all of the resources that they have to offer. Uh, usually back in the day, if you were to hunt and kill a whale, the entire whale would get used, which is pretty cool. 
um, and things like whalebone corsets, or there was that one Bob's Burgers episode where the kids found a lump of ambergris, <laughs> which is like whale vomit, super <laughs> gross. Um, it's like this yellow lump. It probably is pretty stinky. I don't know, um, but it's very sticky. Like things stick to it pretty well. Uh-huh. And so do you know what it was used in? previously is that the perfume part of it yeah okay i didn't know that's what it was called i only i've seen that episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) you've seen the bob's burgers episode it's actually um pretty pretty good yeah it is entirely illegal to own or have ambergris for yourself because of the marine mammals protection act of 1972 if it smells so foul how does it work in a perfume Yeah, it was used to, like, make the scents stick onto things longer. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they probably just used, like, a really small amount of it or something in there because otherwise okay. it would be stanky. Yeah, it's like when a whale eats, like, a, a squid in the beak and they, like, can't digest the beak of the sure. squid. So they just, like, vomit it back up in this really gross thing called ambergris. And then they used it in perfumes. What a time. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, people would also eat whale meat and blubber and stuff like that. And I cannot imagine that whale meat tastes good at all, but more on that later. (laughs) Um, so just like a brief history, uh, the first records of whaling were about 4,000 years ago in Norway. Um, Japan could have been doing it earlier than that though, but generally like 4,000 years ago is when we started taking whales out of the ocean. Um, the traditions are really variable between uh, all the different groups of people that whale. So we got the Inuits, right? And they're in the Arctic. Uh, we have the Basques, right? The Basque people, pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, hunt whales in the Atlantic, um, but the actual like Basque culture these days is found at like the French-Spanish border. Um, and also the Japanese. So those are kind of like the three major players. And also the Norse, sorry, four major players. Um, in the world of whaling, and all of these people would rely on whales for sustenance and material goods, as well as just like the tradition of whaling, right? The hunt is like a part of their cultural identity. Um, Nearly every part of the whale was used in all of the cultures. As I mentioned before, there's a lot of uses for skin, oil, baleen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I think I would love to do a deep dive on whaling in a future episode because it was really hard to keep these little notes short. There's a lot of fun, Mm. interesting, weird facts out there. I took also a class that did uh, in college on like New England culture. And there's so much whaling deep in there. That's so funny you say that because I was just thinking, have you seen Gilmore Girls? I have not. It's my favorite show. It's like a warm blanket to me. Um, But yeah, at the end, um, the the grandmother goes to, is it Nantucket or... um, What's the other one? Martha's Vineyard. Like, and she works at a whaling museum. So that's nice. Yeah. Is that what you were talking about? (laughs) In my mind, just like just now you said, okay, God. (laughs) Like whaling. There's um, in like every town of Long Island, there's a whaling museum. Every town on the East Coast has like, oh yeah. If you could, if you go to like anywhere on the Cape Cod, of course, the Cape Cod, excuse me, everyone, anywhere on Cape Cod. People are going to come at me for that one. <laughs> um, anywhere on Cape Cod, there's there's like a ton of whaling museums. Um, Massachusetts. It's obviously huge. If you've heard of a, like Mystic, Connecticut, Mystic is a cool name for a town, but also That's the beautiful. scientific name for... It's beautiful. It means mustache. <laughs> um, pretty sure it means mustache. Yeah, the scientific name for baleen whales 
is mustache monster. <laughs> it means it's missed a seat. It's missed a seat and it means mustache monster. Mystic oh my gosh. seat, right? So Mystic Connecticut is named for just lichen whales. I and then love finally, it. fun fact. Uh, I'm just going off off script here a little bit, but a humpback whale? You've heard of a humpback whale, right? Yeah. Heck okay, yeah. They have really really long pectoral fins. Uh-huh. So like their arms, the fins that you would consider their arms, are like super long and their scientific name means winged New Englander. Oh really? Megoptera nova angliae. Look it up, folks. That's real. Winged New Englander. Yeah. I am loving Because they're this. so charismatic. They swim right up to boats and then they get killed. Yeah. There's a whole, I could go, I could oh. keep going on this, but I don't want to take up, uh, <laughs> I don't want to take up um, stuff for a future episode. For sure. But yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. So really close, deep connections between humans and the act of whaling. Okay. In America and all over the place. Um, so in 1946, uh, the International Whaling Commission was formed. And it was to prevent the overhunting of whales. As far as modern whaling goes, if you thought whaling was gone, no, it's not. Um, it still happens, and it's still legal in a couple places. Not nearly as rampant as it used to be. Um, but whaling was outlawed in the U.S. in 1971. Which, mm. I want to be, like, that, my mom was born in 1958. Like, that's yeah. not that long ago. And it wasn't, and uh, it was, like, outlawed commercially in 1986, right? So Just in like, the U.S., yeah, so no, okay. the, um, the International Whaling Commission outlawed it commercially, internationally in okay. 1986. Okay. So no one anywhere is allowed to commercially hunt for whales. Okay, got it. Still happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, like black Antarctica, market whale. Yeah, black market whales. Or there's like a few, like we'll talk about it a bit with the Faroe Islands. Um, but there's like a couple like grocery stores where you can buy it. And I think there's like small exceptions. Mm. Um, certain places. Um, and Antarctica, this one kind of blows my mind. Antarctica was not a whaling free zone until 1994, which oh, wow. Carly, that was within your lifetime. <laughs> and Antarctica is like, like there's so many whales down there. It's like whale soup down there. That should be like a haven for whales. Um, whale soup. Whale soup. Yeah, <laughs> actually. That's what we say. <laughs> In the whale community. That's funny. Um, but yeah, Antarctica is, of course, a really hard place to govern. But I just am shocked that um, people were still going down there to take whales yeah. up until 1994. That's crazy. Gosh, how do you regulate these things? You can't. Um, but generally, 1994 is like when that law was passed. Um, limiting whaling. Sorry. Okay. Limited whaling is permitted to certain indigenous cultures. But not all of them, right? So, like, today we're going to be talking about the Faroe Islands. There are certain places in Japan where whaling is still legal, right? And whaling includes dolphins as well, right? Because everyone knows about that documentary called The Cove. There's that mm-hmm. one cove in Japan where they kill a bunch of dolphins all the time. Um, but I just wanted to – I found one really interesting story about the Macaw tribe, which is in the Pacific Northwest, so pretty close to where I live. And back in the day, like back in the 1800s, they gave up 300,000 acres of land – um, under pressure of the government um, because they were supposed to be able to have like the privilege of still whaling. Like they were supposed to be able to be able to whale. Oh my goodness. They were supposed to uh, be able to keep whaling with that 300,000 acres of land that they gave up. Right. But now NOAA is just like NOAA being the national oceanic and atmospheric administration. They're just considering giving them like limited whaling of gray whales in the Pacific Northwest. And I just feel like that's pretty messed up. Like they made this very specific deal under a lot of pressure and they gave up a ton of their land and now they can't whale 
which, you know, whaling isn't a great thing, but it was, you know, they're probably only taking, what, one or two whales out of the water per year. Yeah. Um, which, in the Pacific West, Pacific Northwest, with the gray whales, that could kind of be a lot. I don't know. I just think the Macaw tribe has been done many. We can just add it to the long list of uh, injustices done towards indigenous people yeah. in the United States and around the world. Sounds like a familiar story. Yeah. For sure. But I just wanted to bring that up because I saw it when I was doing my research and I thought it was interesting. Um, but furthermore, today we're going to be talking about the Faroe Islands. Have you heard of the Faroe Islands at all before? Yes. Um, this is like one of my like fantasy vacations. It like get out of here. It has this weird like mysticism for me. Like it just I don't know, like the same warm fuzzy feeling I used to get about like the Northeast. I get about like places like oh. the Faroe Islands. Oh I don't goodness. know why. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't think I could have, like, I knew about them, but I don't think I could have, like, really pointed to them on a map before I did this research. Yeah. Not going to lie. No, that's okay. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really want to go there. But also, it's one of those places where it looks stunning for a reason, because, like, the weather conditions are so extreme. Like, the wind never stops there. And so, you know, always cold and gloomy. Wow, you're bringing up a lot of really great points. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Also, I noticed there's like a lot of like up in the mountainous regions of the Faroe Islands. There's like a lot of freshwater and then beautiful yeah. waterfalls falling down into the ocean where freshwater meets saltwater. So it seems hey, like baby. the ideal like place. Like you for and us. me. Yeah. <laughs> there's cool pictures of like rivers on, like on a cliff. I don't know. It's wild. It's fucking nuts. Um, it seems like a really beautiful place. So the Faroe Islands, if you don't know, um, they're kind of between Iceland and Norway. So they're way up there in the North Atlantic and they're comprised of like 17 or 18 volcanically formed rocky islands um, and many numerous islets, which is just like a tiny little island. Mm-hmm. They're cute. Um, they're connected by ferries and bridges and tunnels and causeways. Um, and they attract a ton of hikers and bird watchers because it's a big place where seabirds gather, like thousands and thousands of seabirds will gather at the Faroe Islands, um, which I don't know if you've ever met birders before, but they're a really intense group of people. Um, and they're like weird. They're like chill intense, but like they are serious about their craft. Yeah. <laughs> You're laughing like you know some birders. Well, I saw someone's story on Instagram today that we both know that was birding. Oh my God. And I thought it was really funny. Does it start with an S? Yeah. How hilarious. I do not look at that person's Instagram stories anymore. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Although it makes sense based on where they are in the world. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, sorry for being cryptic. Uh, yeah. yeah. Birders. I've worked with, bir- like I used to work at a nature museum that was like funded a lot by the Audubon Society. Mm-hmm. So birders are like, like my boss there, he was like, I'm going to Costa Rica. And I was like, oh my God, you're going to like see beautiful beaches and like, you know, go snorkeling and see these great waves. And there's so many like ocean creatures there. And he was like, I'm going only for birds. <laughs> like every day he would wake up, get his camera, go and look at birds and then like go to bed. And like, like early because like, early. Yeah. The birds and start early and tell me all about the amazing birds that he saw. And I guess, Crazy. you know, to each their own. I mean, um, birds are sick. <laughs> birds are cool. I'm not birds are dinosaurs. They, <laughs> they are modern dinosaurs. Very yeah, good. They are. Love them. <laughs> love them them. (laughs) Uh, but so yeah if you like seabirds maybe you should go to the Faroe Islands check them out Um, roughly 50,000 people live on the Faroe Islands which is not many at all 
Um, but because of the fact that there's just like not that many people there, they have a really strong sense of community and, um, things aren't like super imported there. Like all of their food and stuff, it seems like they grow or, uh, raise themselves. Lots of sheep, a lot of their, um, like traditional meals are fermented sheep intestines or sheep heads or whale meat. So maybe not the place to go for a picky eater. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that's my biggest concern. I honestly don't think I would go there. I think I would have to. They have, stuff. They've got to have other stuff. They got to have other stuff. I guess I could eat some sheep, but I don't eat seafood. Yeah, I think I would have trouble eating sheep. Also, yeah, especially fermented intestine. I don't want that. I personally do not. Um, but other people do, and that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Fun fact, though, you said it was like the wind was blowing all the time. They like use a technique for some of their meat or their salmon or fish to dry um, and they, they wind cure it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that crazy. You've heard of it. Yeah, I have <laughs> my first time hearing about it. Um, and then this is very exciting. The Faroe Islands is one of the world's leading nations in um, like sustainable electricity production. Oh, yeah. Which I yeah. So huh. they're I mean, they're smaller, so it's probably easier for them to easier for them to do. Um, still about 50% of their electricity comes from oil, um, electricity and like fuel, right? Lots of boats and things there. Um, but the other 50% of electricity is produced from renewable energy sources. Wow. Guess which ones, Carly? There's two of them. Wind? Wind. Hydro or solar? Yeah, hydro. Okay. Hydropower. So wind and hydropower, which is kind of a fun thing. Yeah, it's not sunny there, guys. Not sunny. (laughs) No, the North Atlantic is cloudy. It's been dark here for two and a half days. Yes. I've never in my right. life. <laughs> yeah. And you'll get some nice sunny days, but for the most part, yeah, that's what we're, that's what you're looking at. But I feel like the weather fine. on your coast is a lot more consistent. Pacific Northwest, people oh, are like, oh, if you don't like the sure. weather, um, if you don't like the weather, you should just wait five minutes. It'll change. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing, as I was perusing the Faroe Islands tourism website, which is really interesting and very well done. Should we put say. the link on the website? Yeah. There's a whole thing about um, interacting with the locals. Apparently the locals there are, first of all, they identify mostly with Icelanders. Like okay. that is the other group of people that they're like, yeah, these are our people. And they do not identify with Swedes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that Me was, neither. Yeah, as they're like, we're Scandinavian, but not that Scandinavian. Yeah, don't get it <laughs> um, twisted. Right. And um, yeah, there's like a whole thing. The locals supposedly are like shy and quiet, um, but it doesn't mean they don't like you. Oh. They like specifically said they're really, they really like it when tourists come. They really like sharing their culture. Um, so you should actually try to talk to the people there or like make contact with the people there because you could have really interesting experiences that way um which i just thought was interesting that the like tourism department was like hey we're kind of shy but you know you we know can, we can hang out just budge me a little see what happens yeah, whatever <laughs> um but yeah they're like there was a lot of emphasis on like you know communications being like slow and relaxed and mm. things like that yeah i just feel like you would really like it there yeah but you'd have to eat some things that you might not normally i'm convinced eat. There's got to be some vegetarians there or something. A salad. I don't know that there are, honestly. 
There's 50,000 people. It's not that listen, many. Listen, listen. If they're LGBTQ friendly, <laughs> sustainable <laughs> energy, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, There's some vegan. vegans out there. there somewhere. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not even a vegan, but you know. Yeah. No, I know, but maybe you don't want to eat the whale meat. Maybe or I'll, I would just. I'll lie. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Carly read ahead a little bit there, but as I was perusing the Sorry. website, no, that's okay. Just letting you know, letting the people know where you got the info from. But they they have a whole tab on their website about being LGBTQ friendly. That's in really the Faroe nice. Islands, that's and they were like, really people nice. think we're gonna be bigoted, but we're not. We love all kinds of people. They have a pride festival. Um, anti hate speech laws were introduced in 2006, and the government claims that it has bettered life there. We'll see. Um, but about 10% of people like participate in Pride there. That's amazing. Which is a lot. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of cool. That's great. In their, uh, in their capital. Yeah. So just a neat thing. You wouldn't think it because they're just a bunch of tiny islands and they still whale. But uh, yeah. gay people are cool with them. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And then as far as like the island part of their culture... They're obviously pretty isolated from the mainland and also other like large European cultures. So a lot of those like phases that swept through mainland Europe um, kind of skipped over them. They just missed it. So a lot of their traditional culture is still intact, which I think is really cool and something that we don't very often see. Yeah, so unique. Um, these days really at all. Yeah. And it also does explain quite a bit of the whaling that happens there. Um, some of the things they like to do, they play football also known as soccer to us Americans. Mm. Uh, they build wooden boats and they race them. Called Capror. 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 There's a couple <laughs> accents in there that I just do not know how to say. And of course, they are swimmers. Um, they're good at swimming. They like swimming. Because they're islands. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's the Faroe Islands. Um, seems like a really cool, awesome place. Google some pictures. They're really insane. Really, really beautiful, you guys. Yeah. You have to look. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. but moving <laughs> forward <laughs> so a big part of their culture and what we are talking about today is the whale and or dolphin hunt um, that happens there and it's called excuse me for the pronunciation grind a drap um, <laughs> gr <laughs> sorry grind a drap I do not know if I'm saying that grin maybe grind a yeah, rap well, like, or grind a rap English-speaking people call it the grind. I don't know that Faroese okay. people say that. Um, and so I don't. I'm just probably going to call it the whale hunt because yeah. grind a drap, grind a, grind a drap. I don't know. Um, this is like a language that I really can't pronounce at all. Um, but historically, um, and this has been going on since the 1500s slash maybe before that as well. Um, historically, this was a hunt of long-finned pilot whales. If you've never heard of a pilot whale, um, it looks kind of like something in between like a classic dolphin and also kind of like a killer whale, but much smaller dorsal fins. They don't have any white on them. They're kind of like a gray or a black. Um, I've seen them swimming. They look like dolphins from far away. Um, and actually, they are dolphins. It's one of those things. Uh, <laughs> they're whales and dolphins. Uh, they are about 20 feet long, so they, they match the uh, size limitation for the whale or whatever um but they are the second largest type of dolphin with killer whales being the largest just pilot whales but historically it was long finned pilot whales that were hunted um and there's an estimated around the world like almost 780,000 individuals for pilot whales and that's a lot um the 
most populous whale is probably something in like 850,000 numbers. So these guys are up there. There's a lot of them. And there's an estimated 100,000 that swim like close by the Faroe Islands. And then according to the Faroese government, there are about 600 to 800 800, um, whales hunted annually. So those numbers out of context seem sustainable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, there's 100,000 whales that live around the islands. Six to 800 are hunted annually. That's okay. This, right? The six to 800 annually, that's just in the Faroe Islands? Yes. Okay. And that's of, the, like, the local population there. Okay. Which is about 100,000. Yeah. Um, and, like, that would not be enough to, uh, like, cause any sort of population loss um, on paper, right? Mm-hmm. With all other variables being equal. Right. Um, and then they said, and I bring this up, like true dolphins, things like Atlantic white-sided dolphins, which we'll be talking about in a few minutes. Um, apparently they quoted at one point was like, I don't know, I saw like 35 a year, 60 a year, 90 a year, 200 a year. Um, mm. Really hard to say, honestly. And then Sea Shepherd, uh, which is a really interesting nonprofit, pretty aggressively anti-whale pro-environment organization. Mm-hmm. You've heard of Sea Shepherd? I think they had a show for a while where they like yeah. hunted down whale watching boats. Yeah. Um, I had some friends that worked with them, actually. Pretty interesting. Um, yeah, they don't really pay anything, but it is like a super cool, very... They never pay anything. Right, that's the whole thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but Sea Shepherd says the real number of pilot whales is closer to 1,000 per year. Um, so I kind of... In a lot of my research, I was like... I was looking a lot at what the Faroe East government was putting out. And then I was trying to like check other sources as well. And there is kind of a bit of this, like it doesn't match up sort of thing. So I don't know what the Faroe islands government uh, right. is like basing their research on or what's going on there, but they have been keeping records um, of their whale catches since 1584. Whoa. So it seems like they have decent. Yeah. Right. So they do have good data, it seems like. It's just how are they spinning that data that I'm questioning, right? And we should question these things. No, we should. Um, It could be biased on either side. Like the the Sea sea Shepherd people are obviously going to want that number to be higher, so people are upset about it. Right. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah, biases on both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, interesting. Just an interesting thing, because not really anything we deal with in America. Right. Um... And so of those, you know, let's say the Faroese government is correct. And there's like 600 to 800 whales hunted annually out of that 100,000. And I had said before that um, that seems pretty sustainable, right? On paper, all other variables being equal. Um, But what we get issues with is when we pair this number with the like plethora of other challenges facing marine mammals today. Mm -hmm. So things like pollutants and overfishing and microplastics and habitat degradation um, make it super difficult for whale populations, specifically like whale and dolphin populations to bounce back to their original numbers. Um, So I would say at this point, just from my scientist perspective, that any dent in marine mammal populations should be taken seriously, Mm -hmm. no matter how small, um, because it's just, and it's obviously each, type of whale is different etc cetera, etc cetera. but we're seeing now it's becoming very very hard for these animals to bounce back to what they were especially because in the Faroe Islands 
um, they hunt whales, but they also are a big fishing community. So what other food are they taking out of the water that might belong to the whales? I didn't look into their fisheries being sustainable or not. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be curious to see. I don't think they export a ton of things. I think all of the things that they catch are what they use. So I think that's interesting. Um, but just something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing to mention this Grinda drap or the whale hunt it's not a festival i found a lot a lot of sources saying this is a festival and the Mm. whale hunting festival and people talk about it like it's a festival but the fairways government website says this is not a festival this is just done to provide food it can happen um anytime at like whenever right people could just kind of go out and do this it seems like it doesn't happen that often based on what they're saying um but then another source said usually this just happens like someone spots a pod of dolphins out there and they kind of get out there and they get and as many as possible. Yeah, it seems like it. There's a few more. Okay, so it's not there. just like there's one time during the year where they're they're like you are allowed to hunt from this month to this month. Right. It can uh, okay. Happen whenever. Whenever. Yeah. Um, I would imagine they don't get like a ton of seasonal influence there. Sure. Um, and I'm being pretty, I mean, I'm sure so far some. north. Yeah. Um, with their ocean circulation that's going on there but um it seems like what are they saying lost my train of thought oh yeah i think i saw a number it was like 80 percent of whales were killed between like june and september so okay more popular in the summer but definitely like there are no restrictions during time of year and that makes sense because um i would imagine the pilot whales are there year round oh really probably not that migratory yeah why um, things, I don't know. I, so I know a lot about killer whales, right? Um, okay. and killer whales are generally not migratory. Like they don't follow any sort of seasonal patterns. They just kind of go where huh. the food is. Um, and I would imagine there's quite a bit of food around the Faroe Islands, like very productive waters. Cause it gets from being very deep to being very shallow very quickly. Okay. Um, so very productive waters. So I would imagine the, the whales just kind of hang out there and they might move around and whatnot, but, um, if there's food there, they're not going to leave. Okay. I don't know for sure though. Cause I don't know about these specific whales in the north atlantic yeah could be wrong don't send don't send angry emails send nice emails <laughs> um <laughs> uh and then i just i found some interesting claims on their website the faroe islands tourism website and they also actually have a whole website dedicated to whaling in the faroe islands i think it's whaling.fo Ooh. um and they make some claims and i just want to share those with y'all just from the environment or from the government So they say that they are killing the animals in a humane way. And so their law states that the animals must be killed as quickly and efficiently as possible. Um, From my understanding, they have a special tool that's like a lance that um, graphic warning. Um, It's a special lance that cuts the spinal cord before the neck of the animal. And that is supposedly a very quick way to kill them. Um, They say it should take less than a second this is one of those things that is you can't you can't how do you know that. You can't regulate that at all and yeah. what's a lance a lance is like a it's like a spear yeah okay like a harpoon yeah good question yep like a harpoon sort of okay um, yeah like longer lighter than a harpoon for sure and probably like more like a knife at the end rather than like a point like a spear okay that makes sense yeah 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 just long long and sharp okay um yeah one of those things that's really hard to regulate there's no way to prove that that's how the whales are being killed um yeah and if there's 200 whales on shore and 60 people um some of those whales are going to have to wait longer than others they're going to 
um, see their relatives die. It's, yeah, it's pretty oh. awful. And we'll get we'll get into that. I know. Um, I just I just want to continue on with the claims here, but we will get into like the humanity okay. of it um, or the lack thereof. Um, so whale hunting also via the Faroese government. Um, it's not commercialized, so it's something that is part of their tradition and it helps it feeds their community. So what happens is people like sign up for a share of whale meat, right? And mm-hmm. then everyone goes out and hunts some whales. And they actually, they make, uh, like, they get enough so that they feel like people that are sick or weak or that can't join in on the hunt um, will also get a fair share of whale meat. Um, so it seems like all of the whale meat that they use or that they kill is, is like, used. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of nice, right? They're not, like, selling it. It's not commercial. They're not exporting it at all. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that they would. It's just, like, a big part of their tradition, their culture, but they still do. It's how they eat. Um, and then, as I said before, it's highly regulated. They state that reg- records have been kept since 1584, which is a really long time. And based on those records, the practice has been deemed sustainable. But so many, so many, so many things have changed since 1584, right? We had that whole industrial <laughs> revolution that really messed up. Uh, now we have ocean. social the media. Plastics, <laughs> Yeah. It's different. Seriously. Yeah, actually, uh, electronics <laughs> were invented. <laughs> um, um, wait, then, who deemed it sustainable? Uh, the Faroese government did. Okay. Yeah, although they, it's very possible that they employed scientists. Um, okay. There are, you know, mentions of many marine biologists that are Faroese, so okay. I'm interested to see how that all works. Um, yeah, what does the life of a marine biologist in the Faroe Islands look like? Crazy. Unclear. Yeah, uh, unclear. <laughs> um, but they're also, when you are a whale hunter, you need a license um, that is required to legally kill the whale. So if you don't have a license, it's illegal, right? Very much like hunting in the United States. And in the gaining of this license, there is special training on how to humanely kill the whales. So there are things, you know, steps being taken in the right direction, uh-huh. in my opinion. And because it is small scale, right? Small scale relative to you know america but Faroe islands is tiny um and generally small scale things from an ecological perspective are easier to manage so yeah and then as i'm doing all my research i came across several paragraphs that described what a whale tastes like (laughs) i bet you didn't want to know i definitely didn't but i was very curious and i I do want to know maybe um other people are curious so i just have eating a whale um it's the whale meat itself, uh, they say, is similar to beef. Huh. Which I would not think so. I would imagine it's very tough. Whales are very muscular. Yeah. They're swimming all the time. A cow kind of stands around a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, it's, sometimes it's served raw, like sashimi or tartare. Um, or you can grill it like a steak. It seems like there's many different preparations. And people also eat the blubber, like the fat. Yeah. Um, that's like a light pink color it's usually i've seen it like cut up into squares in all the pictures but it's super high in protein like higher in protein than beef and then the blubber itself has actually a ton of vitamins and minerals and things like that so it's healthy and good for people that live in a place where it's hard to get like lots of fruits and vegetables and things like that Mm -hmm. um and then i just have a quick passage here uh when grilled the whale meat is slightly flaky and quite flavorful somewhat gamey though similar to a quality cut of beef with distinct yet subtle undertones recalling its marine origin. So I'm thinking <laughs> Did the beef, food critic write that? 
but flaky and like tastes a little bit like fish. Okay, yeah. interesting. Like a fishy. Yeah, I the fishy. Once it even gets to be a little bit fishy, I'm kind of out. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you I would know. never in a million years try it, right? I would never in a million years eat a whale. No. Okay. Um, but uh, that I'll last sentence. Like, little yeah. curious might try a bite yeah <laughs> if i'm in the faroe islands ever try, I, I would try a bite yeah you try a if bite? it's okay. cooked i'm not raw not raw i can't even eat I raw fish barely i have so marine science friends that went to iceland and ate shark so but there's okay. like a cold pickled shark did you eat shark you went to iceland right did you eat shark no i didn't eat shark okay you had what there was one thing that you had that was really good it was like, it was a, like soup. a salad <laughs> a soup, a soup. <laughs> i never forgot about that soup it was so good <laughs> it's she just a like fucking a, soup it wasn't even like a traditional icelandic soup it was like a curry or eating. something it was so fucking good though it was after like a log night or something right? yeah and like a 16 hour layover and like oh, it was cold so and like, i got this soup and a bread bowl and i was like i've never had anything so good oh <laughs> uh, well i love that you remember that though. yeah well it's, it's very funny it was, it was like it's a salad or a smoothie a soup something it's stupid so very yeah. funny yeah no i love it it's not stupid at all oh like, yeah. thank you that was a chapstick we're good <laughs> we're back at it um but really quick um i do not condone the eating of whale um you should be very very careful when you eat whale in modern day society because many whales have tested positive for ddts and pcbs mm. and mercury so lots and lots and that's just a whole thing with seafood in general. Um, you should be very careful when you consume seafood because a lot of it is toxic these days. Right. If you're interested in how to do this better, um, I am going to tell you at the end of this episode. Yay. How you can consume seafood safely. But yeah, I do not recommend eating whale. Um, I cannot recommend like safely. Um, there's a whole passage on the Faroe East website that says that the people of the Faroe Islands are well aware of the health risks Um they do not eat it's like recommended that you don't eat a lot of whale meat you should just eat a little bit and pregnant women should definitely not eat whale meat Mm. um it was enough to make me not want to eat it at all Uh, um, but that was not a big jump for me (laughs) (laughs) so when you do try it carly uh just eat a little bite don't eat too much you don't gorge yourself on whale meat (laughs) thank you hopefully i won't be pregnant yeah don't be pregnant if you eat it also don't do those two things at the same time okay got it <laughs> got it cool you might get mercury poisoning um but you did just eat clam pizza i'm sorry i'm just reading you for your food choices today we don't have to get into it i didn't know clam pizza was a thing but carly found it and she ate it she said it was very good oh i thought it i thought you would have i thought it was a thing out here so that's why i tried it, <laughs> I it yeah like a... i think it maybe it is i just like okay clams are like on the big no list for me Okay. I used to work with them for research. So I love chowder. Chowder. <laughs> yeah, people say it's good. It's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. I could never, but uh, you know, good for you. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so okay, okay. So we've covered, we've covered uh, like a brief history of whaling. We've covered the Faroe Islands and their uh, traditions of whaling. But let's talk about tradition. <laughs> tradition. 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 <laughs> Tradition. Two, Tradition. Two, two Jews. <laughs> What'd you say? I said two Jews. Two Jews. We can't we can't just like skip over that word. We can't just say the word tradition without singing fiddler on no. the roof. Don't even talk to us about sunrises and sunsets. Okay. Oh. We'll launch into a whole thing. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway. Okay. September twelfth. Was that Rosh Hashanah this year? We don't know. 
It could have been. Huh? Um, I think it was. It anyway, all right around the back high holidays to Judaism. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the events of <laughs> September 12th, 2021. Um, this was the event that many of you may have heard about or read about involving Atlantic white-sided dolphins. So they are what you think of more of a, a true dolphin. Um, they have white sides, obviously. They're pretty cute. Uh, they're not as, like, jumpy or playful as, like, a common dolphin or a bottlenose dolphin. So they're not always the ones that people are excited to see. Um, but they're cool. They're out there. There's also the Pacific white-sided dolphins. Just things about them. They're smaller. They're much smaller. They're probably, like, six or seven feet long. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so in the Faroe Islands... On September 12, 2021, um, a super pod of Atlantic white-sided dolphins was killed. If you are unfamiliar with the terminology, dolphins and whales, when they hang around each other, we call them in pods. It's usually a familial thing. Um, but every once in a while, you'll get a whole bunch of dolphins in a super pod. There'll be like more than a thousand dolphins. That's crazy. In the same. Yeah, they're huge. A thousand, two thousand. I think there was one referenced in like Blue Planet 2 with spinner dolphins. Um, but this happens. This is a thing. And it's often said when you are spotting dolphins um, from the surface, every dolphin that you see, there should be like, you can account for two or three more down below. So if you see a hundred dolphins at the surface, maybe there's like three to 400 actually oh, there. Wow. Yeah. So kind of a fun thing. And this is for like true dolphins, not for killer whales, not for pilot whales. Um, just the things that are actually called dolphins in the common name. Okay. Um, but in this instance, 1,428 white-sided dolphins were killed. That's crazy. Compared to, it is, like, the six to 800 annually. That they're claiming happens yeah. annually. Okay. Yeah, which just brings up, should bring up a whole bunch of question marks and alarm sounds in sure. your head. Um, they were about 45 kilometers from shore. They were spotted. Um, that's pretty far, actually. Okay, come on. What's that in miles? Sorry, don't, don't, I'm doing don't, it. Don't screw me over like that. I won't. I won't. I'm figuring out. That is 27, <laughs> only 28. It's about 28 miles from Okay, shore. okay. Yeah. Cool. Which is far. That is far. Like, they you went. They that far from land. They boat all the way out there? And then yeah, kill the, and, okay. And, you know, 30 miles on a boat isn't terrible. Um, okay. But... You can't see, like, if you are at sea level, the farthest you can see before the curvature of the earth gets in the way is, like, four to six miles. Really? Yeah. Okay. To the horizon. So they were out at sea, and it was spotted. Because I, when I was reading through all this stuff, figured that someone just saw it from land. But mm -hmm. I guess maybe they go out there, and they look for them. Um, okay. Wow. Unless if you have elevation, you can see farther, but still 28 miles would be really far to see. Yeah. Um, from land, anyway. So they were out there, I guess. Um, and then they spent uh, several hours on jet skis and motorboats and herded the dolphins toward shore where every last one was killed. Yeah. They kill them on the shore. Yeah. That's how they do it. They, they freak oh. them out and they, they herd them to shore and like one or two boats is not going to be a big deal for a pod of dolphins of that size might even be exciting for them. But if you get, if you surround them entirely with boats, it's super loud for them. And that's how they talk and communicate. Right. So that, that kind of gets interrupted. Um, mm. This makes and you me think, sad. Well, they, they could just swim out and swim underneath the boats or something and swim away from them. But if you remember, dolphins have decent eyesight, but they see a lot of their world through echolocation, mm -hmm. which is sound based. So all of those like motorboat engines could quite literally feel like a wall to them. Oh. Um, so, yeah, yeah, this is sad. This is sad. Um, and they were beached 
Um, and then they were either killed, um, but of course there being, you know, almost 1,500 of them, well, you know, just over 1,400 of them, uh, they were, it would be really hard for them to all get killed in, in under a second, right? Um, like the Faroese government is claiming. And so they were killed um, or they suffocated. Mm. Um, a beached whale or dolphin is already a very unhealthy dolphin. Um, being beached is like pretty bad for them because they've never really had to deal with gravity. So oh. close to their bodies, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So all these organs that don't undergo that much pressure are all of a sudden undergoing a ton of pressure from gravity. Mm -hmm. um, so they would suffocate, struggle in the water or be beached. Um, and then in some cases, there's evidence of them being run over with boat propellers. Jesus. Yeah. Which is horrifying and not always deadly. Um, uh, and this is just, I'll talk about this a little bit more in a bit, but dolphins are as emotionally intelligent as we are, if not more so. Um, so I sort of think of when I'm dealing with whales and dolphins, they have the same intelligence level as humans, right? They have complex languages, they have names, they feel emotions, um, and all these things, and they can recognize each other, right? Um, and so they were getting beached next to, you know, dolphins that they knew and their relatives and then watched them all die before it be was like their turn. Mm. Like it's, it's pretty horrific. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and the previous record for the most amount of dolphins killed in a day was 1200 of them were killed, which is still a lot. And this was all the way back in 1940. Whoa. That was the last time. So like it was that big. Yeah. That's and not even not even as big. That's crazy. I wonder like well, are you gonna tell us why it yeah, was you, this many? You broke up for a second. Can you repeat that? Oh. Yeah, like that's so freaking crazy. Um I I don't know. That kinda that's I don't know. I can't wrap yeah. my my head around that. Yeah. But are you like do you know why? Because I have a theory, unless you're going to say it later. I don't want to say it. Yeah, I, I am. What is, I'm curious what your theory is, though. Cause that's, well, it's not like a great thinking. I was just thinking, okay, like, this is now, now's our chance. We've never had this many before. Like, oh, this is super okay. pod. Like, like, I've never, maybe, you know, they're like, we gotta. I don't, I, that's what sure, I was thinking. Sure, we gotta take this off. There's so many. Let's yeah, go. yeah. Yeah, this can um, last us, like, for so freaking long. I don't know. Right. Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, it's an interesting thought, and I want to address it actually because it does kind of paint the Faroese people in like a not super positive light. Um, and not that like I'm not saying like you're, you know, against. Uh -huh. but I just think that a lot like Faroese people are getting a lot of flack for this, and I don't. No, I wasn't giving them flack. I was just yeah. saying they had a great opportunity and they they did it. They like they took it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, I think they're getting a lot of like international like once right in a lifetime and... chance to probably like hunt that many at once yeah okay because many of them weren't around in 1940 yeah um when the last group of whales was killed yeah mm -hmm. so 1200 in 1940 and that's just interesting because the fairies government right like i'm you know i'm looking on all the websites and things and i would imagine that they haven't been updated with this recent you know it's been less than a month and since this big event um cetacean kill uh-huh um but the fact that there were 1200 in 1940 is shocking that they're still quoting these like 600 to 800 numbers right so and then they were saying even less so for other types of dolphins so but clearly not clearly that's not the case 
Um, and then in previous years, like back in the 1800s, there were numbers quoted in like the 1800, uh, 800s um, mm. and like 900s and 700s. So I'm just curious as to what numbers they're quoting. I don't think they're lying, but I think they are putting a spin on the data. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cherry picking, we call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and this is, so this most recent kill with the 1,428 white-sided dolphins killed. Um, it's the record for the most dolphins killed in one day and the largest single hunt for cetaceans worldwide. Um, yeah. And these guys are smaller whales, so, you know, easier to kill many of them and slash they also appear in many. Yeah. Um, in larger numbers, you know, you would never see a thousand humpback whales altogether. Um, but just, yeah, just interesting things to think about how the ecology kind of affects these numbers as well. Um, I have some quotes from the president of the Faroese Whalers Association. His name is Oliver Sjurdarberg. Excuse me. <laughs> Amazing. Sjurdarberg. There's a J in there and I don't know how to say Sjurdarberg. it. <laughs> um, so Oliver, <laughs> Mr. S, says uh, that this hunt was a big mistake. Oh, So he says it was a mistake. Um, He did not participate in the hunt. And he said when the pod was found, they estimated it to be only 200 dolphins. But remember I said for every dolphin that you see at the surface, um, there could be, you know, three or four more down below, Um, which would still, if you saw 200 at the surface, you know, that's still not quite 1,400. But um, uh, and then he said that somebody should have known better. Most people are in shock about what happened. Um, right but also this catch was approved by the authorities and no laws were broken so this is perfectly legal by their highly regulated whaling you know laws yeah um, and which i'm I just sure think is interesting i'm sure most people were shocked about it and that everyone there like yeah they should have known better because you like that's your livelihood in a way and so if you're depleting the numbers at that rate that you know the population does not recover. Like, sure, they right. they know that. I hope they do. Yeah. Um, Sounds like I'm, Mr. I'm sure Oliver do. does. Yeah. Um, and I just, I think that somebody should have known better is that is like such a <sighs> argument that is used in a lot of like regulatory or protection or like when events like these happen, um, people are like, oh, that shouldn't like, have I happened. don't condone that. It's shouldn't, like, yeah. It did happen, though. Like, yeah. somebody didn't know better. And it was also a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. How um, many it, people were involved in the hunt? Do I do know? not know. Okay. I was trying to figure that out. Um, sure. I can, yeah. I couldn't find a number there. Um, okay. But I would imagine at least at least 60 boats if I had to guess. That's just a wow. guess, though. I don't, that's not really based on anything. It's just based on okay. the pictures that I've seen. Um, it looks like a lot of boats out there. A lot of small motorboats mm. um, and jet skis. And it would be, that is, that is a, um, a super pod can be, like, miles wide wow <laughs> so uh yeah so a lot because they would have to surround them and, and get them in there um but what i'm thinking about is like you know they didn't it seems like they didn't realize that there were that many until they were being killed like that they were all beached and at that point like how do you can't stop it right because the you could try to throw some back i guess but then those ones would be like horribly depressed because they just saw all of their relatives and friends die you know it's yeah I'm like, so it's interesting. Wow. Um, according to C. Shepard, uh, 
they got some videos and photos that were shared with them. And uh, they say that they claim that the hunt broke several fairies laws regulating um, the grind or the grind drap, right? The whale hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, that the, the there's a foreman for each district, like each district in the Faroese Islands. And there's a foreman that kind of like keeps track of the regulations. And before anyone is about to go kill some whales, they have to say, hey, foreman, I'm going out. And foreman's got to be like, cool, you got it. Um, and this foreman was not, the foreman for their district was never informed um, and did not authorize the hunt. So it was an adjacent district foreman that um, called the grind that was like, okay, go ahead and go without, and he didn't have proper authority. He or she did not have proper authority mm-hmm. or they. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. Um, apparently many hunt participants were unlicensed. Oh. Um, so many of the participants did not have that license that um, gives you that special training to kill whales humanely, supposedly. Um, and then it shows, there's footage that they received that shows that some dolphins uh, were still alive while being thrown onto the beach um, next to their killed oh, relatives. Um, so clearly they were not killed in a like efficient Humane. way if yeah. that was being um, observed. So that's just, those are the facts that I could dig up. And you have some fairies facts and some sea shepherd facts. So it seems like the Faroe Islands government is not thrilled with what happened, but it still did happen. And apparently there were like, there's documented like hundreds of people watching from the beach. Oh. Um, So I'm just confused as, I don't know, like, I guess, what do you do? Do you call the cops? Like, you can't fix it, right? Right. It's done. Um. So I guess like getting footage is, is it like shouts out to the people that got footage, but yeah, it's, it's just like a tricky one. Cause I'm like, what could have prevented this? Um, and it would just be like not going out to kill 200 dolphins in the first place. Yeah. Um, so as far as the humanity of it, um, clearly the, you know, Faroese claim that it takes less than a second to kill a whale is probably not happening. Right. We've seen evidence of that. Um, it's very likely not that fast. And also the animals are stressed for a good 30 mile run mm-hmm. back to shore. That is a high stress thing for, a you know, 1500 dolphins. Yeah. Um, and as I said before, dolphins are as emotionally intelligent as humans. Right. And uh, a lot of animals, I think, are smarter than we give them credit for. Um, so. And uh, excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. So the the dolphins are super emotionally intelligent and the Faroese government likes to claim that it's this is like a more humane practice than like keeping cows and pigs. Um, and it doesn't seem like they have a ton of cows and pigs on the island. So they have many sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sheep aren't like they're kind of free to roam around. It right. looks like um, very happy sheep. Um, but uh, it's he says, you know, the fairies government says it's it's more humane than keeping cows and pigs like imprisoned. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, the whales are running free and living their lives until we kill them. Um, I don't know if that's much of an argument. I think they're both bad in different ways. <laughs> and I'm not going to be the person to say like, oh, don't eat animals. You know, people have been doing it for a long time. It's just how can we do it sustainably and humanely, right? Yeah. Um, and it's sort of like, yeah, we can get into that. But um, I think the the whale hunt can often turn into like a drawn out, disorganized massacre. It seems like according to Sea Shepherd. And um yeah, I've mentioned many times, but dolphins form close personal relationships. Um, so seeing relatives and friends um, being killed or beached or on the sand, struggling in shallow water, all of these things are, I would say, quite inhumane. 
Yeah. From my perspective. Yeah. Based on what I found. Um, and then the final thing here, um, a quote from C. Shepard is that there is more dolphin meat from this hunt than anyone wants to take. So the dolphins are being offered no to other districts in the hopes of not having to <gasps> Oh. Um, in certain cases, it seems like some of the dolphins might end up in the trash or back Jesus. in the ocean. Yeah. Which is awful because that, that's kind of like the last little thing there is like it really makes all of the killing unnecessary. Right. Um, you know, they could regulate how many people go out there and kill. You know, maybe you don't drive all of the dolphins to shore. I mean. You wait for a smaller pod to come. Is there a better humane way to kill them than rounding them up and driving yeah. them to shore? Not in my head. Um, like none that I can think if of. If right you now. did it like just in the water, like when they didn't expect it, like like regular hunting, you know, you should you shoot a deer, it doesn't see you, and then it's dead, right? Right. So that's the whole thing with like whaling in general. Like that's how you always killing do? a whale takes a long time. Like with a harpoon, they drag you around for a while. Like they're in pain. <sighs> yeah, whaling is brutal. Um, and it's one thing, you know, it's like. Indigenous cultures have been doing it for a long time. Right, if right, indigenous right. culture takes, you know, it's it's a tough thing for us to right. wrap our heads around. Sure. Um, and to some people, hunting seems super brutal as well. Like hunting, hunting deer, deer, and also, you know, that having a bunch of cows and pigs and chickens like in cages and being treated poorly, you know, that's also a different thing. Right. It's also so, not fun. So yeah. And I we could certainly <laughs> discuss humanity or humane restrictions for like a long time about all different types of animals. But today we're talking about whales yeah, and dolphins. That's true. Um, and it's a tough thing, right? Because we can't, you know, we can't get in the water with them. Um, especially if you start acting threateningly towards one of them, uh, a dolphin could take you out real fast. Right. So, um, I just wonder how they did it back in the day without motorized boats. Oh, that would Maybe be that so was, hard more humane yeah i don't know if it's more humane but you probably couldn't get as much although they were saying in like the 1800s they were killing pretty high numbers yeah um but i guess motors existed in the 1800s did they i think i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know honestly that was the industrial this is a water podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know nothing about engineering okay, <laughs> okay. You can go listen to our engineering podcast <laughs> peace out no uh, um, <laughs> But yeah, that's like, that's the hardest thing. And the whole thing is like, right, they could use all of the dolphin meat if the dolphin meat wasn't so polluted. Yeah. If we weren't putting microplastics in the water. For like they sure. They can't eat a ton of dolphins or it will be detrimental to their health. So it's like a whole thing. Right. Um, in which one anthropogenic issue uh, greatly affects several of the other ones. And to be fair, I think the Faroe Islands do not have a very large carbon put- footprint. footprint. Right. Right. Foot, footprint. Foot, foot, footprint. footprint. <laughs> footprint yeah right so they're not really contributing to like things like microplastics or mercury poisoning or all these other things um that's like a lot of industry and things that they're just happening to get affected by so yeah they shouldn't have killed so many dolphins um but i think there is you know they might have been able to at least use all of the dolphins if there were not these other effects sure happening multifaceted issue my friends yeah and then last little blip here on the Faroese impression. Um, I was trying to see, are the people mad? Is this kind of normal? You know, it happened in 1940. Were they mad then? Couldn't tell. Couldn't find anything on that. Um, 
but uh, some polls were done, and apparently after, you know, September 12th, uh, a poll said that 50% of people would like to stop killing the Atlantic white-sided dolphins specifically, and then 30% said, yes, keep going, and I couldn't find what happened to the other 20%, mm-hmm. um, but 50% of people said no, stop it. Um, but then apparently in a different poll, 80% um, were still okay with the killing of pilot whales. Okay. So this was just the Atlantic white-sided dolphins. Um, which I think that poll is like a big oversimplification of what is probably a very complex range of emotions that are being felt there, right? Because yeah. this is how they eat. Like, this is how they get their food, right? Mm-hmm. And this, they've been doing it for years and years and years, and um, they don't import anything because they do this, right? So... There are certain environmental things, environmental effects that are not happening because they are not importing stuff, right? Right. Um, they're kind of saving the ocean in that way, but then they're also doing this thing. So um, it seems like the Faroese people are like expecting and ready for a big international backlash. Um, unclear how they're going to handle it. And then I saw a lot of sources just saying that the Faroese people are furious. So I'm not sure. I think it's probably probably most people did not want that many to be killed. Yeah. It seems like. Um, but also it happened, you know? Right. And then it seems like they still want to keep killing them, but I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know how they're going to move forward. It's been less than a month. It's been about three weeks since this happened. Um, I'm interested. Maybe we'll do another episode in the future on like a little follow-up on how things have changed. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. We'll see. Give it, give us, give us some time. Yes, please. Um, and then finally, I said earlier, I would help you consume seafood sustainably. This is like one of the best things we can do as regular human beings is figure out for the ocean, figure out what seafood you're eating is sustainable. Is it good for you? Is it good for the ocean? Um, it's a really small thing. I know that consumer responsibility is like not the best, but, um, if you're just wondering a small thing you can do in your daily life to make a difference, here it is. Download an application onto your cell phone. It's called Seafood Watch. Seafood Watch. And it is run by the Monterey Bay Aquarium. And it's really easy to use. So if you download the app and then put in what sort of fish you would like to eat, say you put in salmon, um, you should know whether you want Pacific or Atlantic salmon or which type you're about to consume or which Mm. type you're buying, right? You should always know what you're eating. Um, You can see, you'll get like a list and it'll say some Pacific salmon is like green. If you get a little green, it means it's good. It's good for you. Um, and it's good for the environment. There's the yellow, which is a decent alternative, but not as good as like the green rated salmons. And then there's in the red, which are could have possible contaminants, first of all, mm-hmm. um, or would also be like having detrimental effects on the environment or on the fishery as a whole. Wow. Okay. Um, and I think it's it's pretty easy to use. I think a big challenge to it is that many people do not know where their seafood is coming from. Yeah. But most of the time, it's actually written on the package. Um, if you go to a restaurant, you can use it as well. You should just ask the waiter to ask the chef where the seafood is coming from right um and if the chef does not know don't you do eat not it know where that you don't is, want to eat weird eat seafood it. yeah that's true and uh it's frustrating because i think this is like it's this is a pretty hard thing to do is go to a restaurant and ask where the seafood is from yeah you don't um, want to be that guy right i mean i've gone out with my mom and she's like i want to eat she doesn't eat a lot of seafood mm-hmm. and so she when she eats a little bit i'm just like oh use the app and she's like totally i'll use the app she was an environmentalist for a long time she worked mm-hmm. for you know green initiatives and whatnot um but one time she came back with shrimp from india which was like bad it was red on the app it was bad for the environment <laughs> i remember 
And I was like upset. And she was like, I never eat this. And I didn't want to make a big deal about it because it's hard to sit there in a restaurant and be like, where's, you know, it's, it's weird. It's tricky, but I would push you all to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and make these decisions. And you can still totally eat seafood. Enjoy that fish. Mama ocean made it just for you, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. just make sure you're, you're eating it in a way that doesn't hurt her back. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. And the app is really good with like common names as well. Cause there's a, there's something called a Patagonian toothfish. Oh. which doesn't sound very delicious. This is a total random tangent. But a Patagonian toothfish um, is has a huge fishery. People love to eat it. We call it Chilean sea bass. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Patagonia, Chile. Got yeah, it. you got it. You got it. But no one wants to eat a toothfish. Ugh. Right? No, no way. Um, no. But, yeah. Gummy. Uh, <laughs> but Chilean sea bass. Ooh. So now you know you can eat. Uh, yeah. And there's a whole bunch of things with cod. But anyway. You can put in Chilean sea bass in the app and it will help you out. Like that'll okay. still work. Yeah. You don't need to know the real names of anything. Um, but it's okay. pretty good. Download it. Use it. Help the ocean. I saw maybe watch Seaspiracy. I don't know. That's a depressing documentary. Um, it's very real. You probably won't want to eat seafood, period, after watching it. Um, but that is, you know, another thing. Just be more aware of what you're doing, what you're consuming. Mm-hmm. All these things. Yeah. That's it. That's all I've got. Wow. Guys. Thank you, Lila. That was very serious and I'm yeah, sad well, and but that was really great and I feel um like I learned a lot so thank you wow you just complimented me a whole bunch Leo and me love that <laughs> oh <laughs> anyway, my god folks, thank you so much for tuning in happy October eat um some good sustainable salmon and we'll see you next time all right we love you bye make sure to follow mm-hmm. us on instagram at water dot water everywhere and there will be links as always okay goodbye (laughs) love you